podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I was trying to get it I live. I want them dead presidents. I want to pull up. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Cut the beat. We love Kevin Gates, but give him the real music. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. That's right. Will Smith. Chris Rock. The Oscars. The Academy Awards. Jordan, please tell me that you saw it. And if you didn't see it live. I did see it live. Yeah. No, I saw it live. Yeah. And if you didn't see it live, tell me that you saw. I mean, there's so many memes. There's so many tweets. There's so many Facebooks. So many Instagrams. It's just gold. You can say what you want. Uh, the Academy Awards can talk about how they're disappointed in Will and Assault, and I get it, and it makes sense. But I'm saying for uh, the public, people viewing it, man, this is a story that's not going away anytime quick. What do you think about it? Will Smith, uh, let me set it up for everybody. Chris Rock make it, made a joke about Jada Smith. Jada Smith is Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. And uh, she shaved her head because of some mental health issues. And Chris Rock, being a comedian, a comedian like he is, made a joke about it. And Will walked up on stage, slapped him in the face on live TV in front of the world. Then went back, sat down and said, keep my, ne- my wife's name out your mouth. Everybody's that's about just the clean version. Yep. Yep. That, that Walmart edition. That's what everybody's talking about. Jordan, you saw it. You saw it live. What did you think? So first, I want to correct something that you had said. You said she she just shaved her head because of mental health issues. She has alopecia, so she just has the baldness condition. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. I heard that. So I understand being you know upset about it, but to the point of, I don't know if she made Will do anything or if he acted out of his own volition because he was laughing at the first place. Uh, but it certainly was out of nowhere. People were talking about how it's, you know, it escalated to that point, but no, it didn't really escalate. It just kind of, you know, went from ground to huge cliff mountain, 90 degree cliff mountainside levels of insanity. But seeing it live really threw me off. Like I saw, let me tell you how, let me tell you what my whole reaction was throughout the whole process. Give it to me. Chris Rock, Chris Rock comes on stage, right? And he's being Chris Rock, and I'm like, oh, man, Chris Rock is here. That's pretty cool. And he comes on, and he's talking about a bunch of people making jokes. And then he says, uh, Will, Jada, love you, Jada. Um, what did he say? The movie, uh, G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see yeah, it. Yeah, And yeah, that was G.I. it. And that, like, I've, I've heard much worse than that. People have been way more upset over many other things. And people have done things to Jada that have been much, much worse. worse. And much worse to Will through Jada as well. So, like, the whole situation is just, was sensitive at first, and everyone was like, ah, whatever, it's a joke, you know, he's a comedian, he does what he does. But then I hear him go, oh, here it comes, and then Will starts walking up, I'm like, wait, no, what? no way. And then he slaps him, and at first I thought it was a bit, because it looked like one of those stage slaps that I was taught in theater school, where you go up to someone and you kind of punch your chest while you're pretending to punch someone else but chris reacted to it 
And then he didn't like react to being in pain. So I was like, okay, maybe this is kind of a joke, but then everything went quiet. And the room I was in, I was in a room with like six other people and we were all like, wait, what happened to the sound? And they were yelling back and forth at each other. They were cutting over to Will when he was saying those uh, profanities. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it was definitely a solid six to ten seconds of just dead silence. And that definitely came from the studio that was broadcasting it. They allow like six to ten seconds of um, air Ending. to buffer between them live and what's actually been showing on TV to avoid situations like that. And them being owned by Disney, that doesn't surprise me. Um, so yeah, the whole room was just in shock and awe of what was going on. And here's the thing. At first, we I, all, checked, no, 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 real quick, I checked Twitter and people thought it was fake at first. And then people started showing clips from the Australian and the, the South American versions. And they were all uncensored and raw and very surprising to say the least. Okay. That was my question. I've watched this clip 10 times. And oh, as, the same. As, yeah, and, and, and I am in the minority, in my opinion. But Jordan, we saw the slap heard around the world. We saw when Beggar Vance slapped Chris Rock. We saw when King Richard slapped Chris Rock. We saw when I Am Legend slapped Chris Rock. The Pursuit of Happiness slapped Chris Rock. Do you think it was real? No, I I 100% believe it was real. I mean, the whole Will coming on to Instagram to apologize for it the next day or two later definitely uh, implies that it was, in fact, real. And the police asked Chris Rock if he wanted to press charges, and he was like, nah. Um, but no, it was see, definitely 100% but, real. No, but see, but see, you said 100%. I don't, I, I'm in the minority. I don't think it's real, people. I'm sorry. Chris Rock is on tour right now. His tickets just went up $200 per seat. You don't believe me? Go check it. Go look at Ticketmaster. Go look at StubHub. Go look at whatever you look at to look for tickets. His tickets went up $200 per seat after that. I watched it. You mean to tell me no security could have came out and stopped Will Smith? Now, I understand it was Will Smith, but still your security. You're supposed to stop him. If not, then when he walked down stage, nobody touched him. Nobody said a word. And this beef, well, <laughs> when when do you know, Jordan, when do you know when beef gets squashed immediately? I've never in my life seen after something happens, literally later on that night where both people tweet and apologize for what they did. I'm sorry. I know I am a conspiracy theorist. I know I am in the minority. But all, when I watched it, I watched it over and over again. And people are like, oh, we're so realistic. Hey, um, what profession is Will Smith? He's an actor. Oh, he's an actor. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know Chris Chris Rock seemed a little jumbled up after it. I know Chris, but I just, I have a hard time. But you know what it Will Smith real. wouldn't do in the eyes of the public in front of several million people and, you know, on the, basically a Disney, Disney owned a channel. He would not scream the F word at someone who was presenting awards. Unless he, unless, here's the thing. I don't think everybody was in on it. I think Will may be, obviously Will, obviously Chris Rock. I don't think a whole lot of other people knew what was going down. So, like, here's the thing. It's all about publicity. Think about Janet Jackson with her pasty. Okay. Super Bowl performance. 
I mean, if you want me to all think about the, that. All the, all the cloth clothing comes off. She has a pasty on. Do you know what was happening at that time? The exact same time that that happened? Oh, that's right. Janet Jackson was putting out a CD. I feel like... But, but when is someone not putting out a CD and not putting out a movie and not when putting out a t- When they're on tour on 20, in 2022 like Chris Rock is. I'm sorry. Like, I, I just watch it and I... And I Maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist. I don't think it was real. That's my opinion. I don't think it was real, Jordan. I'm sorry. That's a pretty strong conspiracy. I don't think Brandon would agree with you, to be honest. No, he doesn't. I already talked to him and he, <laughs> he vehemently d- disagrees. But I'm sorry. He's not here, so we don't care what his opinion is. The other thing is this I saw okay. something about them talking about <laughs> taking Will Smith's Oscar away because of the code of conduct. No, of how you're no, supposed- no, no. I'm yeah, like, what is this? Scary. What is this? The Heisman Trust? Is this Reggie Bush and you're trying to go back and take it, take Reggie Bush's Heisman? Is this how the Oscars work? Come on now. Come on now. This is the best thing that's happened to the Oscars. How many of you listening right now would even pay attention or be interested? In the, I know the Oscars is a big thing. Me, I would. Yeah, I know. You already told me you're watching live. I'm just saying exactly. this, so this, is a way, this is a way bigger deal. Who... who, who Nobody's talking about who won what Oscar. Everybody's talking about the Oscars and 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 Will Smith and Chris Rock, and that's good for business. Believe it or not, that's good for business. That's why. I mean, I if am. you want to, we can talk about who and what won the Oscars. No, definitely don't have enough time, okay. nor <laughs> nor enough care. Okay, so appreciate it, Jordan. But that's it. Fine. This is pop culture that I forgot to say at the beginning, but I said at the end. Let us know. Do you think it was real? I assure you, it was fake. Get at us. Let your boys know. Jay Fiend, Jordan Ty Curry. We in the building. Rap me, boys! Hey, folks, it's Brandon Phoenix back with Home Field Apparel to tell you about the friends and family sale. 30% off over 200 products. There will be a specific collection that shows the products. It'll be easy to find on the site. You can filter by school, t-shirt or sweatshirt, whatever. No code needed for the sale within this collection. Check them out. Homefield Apparel. You will not regret it. Welcome one, welcome all. And yes, I want you to listen to the Tortillas and Takes podcast presented by 1012 Network. If you are a fan that is of a team that has 12 wins going to the national championships every year, that just loves to talk about all the success that your program has had, well, then you're probably not a Texas Tech fan. However, if you are a fan that just likes to really be in it every week and and really have a real good shot at winning it, you're also probably not a Texas Tech fan. However, if you have really high highs and really low lows and really drink quite a bit, you might be a Texas Tech fan. So come along and party with us here at Tortillas and Takes. We're going to sit back, crack open a cold one, eat some tortillas, and and as always, we're going to stay wrecked, people. I got five on it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are back. We are here. When I say we, I mean Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix, JN Fiend. I'm in the building, the both. But I don't have my brother. I also hate Pitt. Much love to him. But finally, RC has come back. That's right. RC is back in the building. 
If you have been with the RBK from the beginning, you will know RC. And a part of, he was a part of Lion King versus Toy Story, which I clearly won. He agreed that I won. <laughs> he has been a part of so much. RC, baby, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Happy to be here. Happy to finally uh, be back. Clearly, uh, uh, being on the other side of that argument, you took it personally. That's why I was uh, on suspension for a couple years, I guess. Yeah, yeah, man. League, league absence, you know. League, league, <laughs> league protocol. We call that the uh, the Sean Watson, you know. <laughs> so we have. I got five on it. We are. We're we're ready to do it. Jordan, spin the beat. Let's go. I need my five questions so I can dominate this fool who's trying to be Max Kellerman against Stephen A. Smith. Let's go. And we're back with another edition of I Got Five on it with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan, and let's get things started with the first blank. The key for Huggins to make West Virginia basketball great again is blank. Getting the right guys. I don't think it's so much changing styles, you know, like I know you had a great interview with Coach Martin where he said we want to go back to Press Virginia, and that's that's fine, but you got to have the right guys. You got to have the right players. So I think the key for Huggins making West Virginia basketball great again is getting the right guys again. First, man, I smell what you're stepping in. To use uh, a phrase from my homeboy, Joe Sy, Big, Hey, what up, Big Sy Perkins? Um, I smell what you're stepping in. It's about hunger. You have to get those guys who are hungry. You have to get those guys like Ruben Patterson, interested kid who wanted to get out, who was willing to work his tail off. You have to get Javon Carter, who's willing to work his butt off. Miles McBride. It's all about recruiting guys who are hungry. So the one word I think that, that WVU needs right now is hunger. Number two. Sean McNeil hitting the transfer portal has you feeling blank. Excited. Not because we're losing Sean or anything like that. I think he was a great player, great shooter and everything like that. But it it gives me confidence knowing that players like Sean McNeil are out there in the portal that we can get. I mean, Sean came in, he filled his role, did an excellent job for us. But it has me excited knowing that with quality players like Sean McNeil in the portal, we can find a, a better fit for next year's WV basketball team. Oh, man, you caught me off guard because I was going to say it has me feeling lower. I, I just keep going lower and lower. Get low, 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 low. I know people will look at Sean McNeil and say, how much did he really do for our team this year? But like, if you don't use him in the right role and the right aspect, you can't maximize his potential. And this year he was used as a two or three uh, scorer. And that's not who he is. But you put him on a team with a big man inside and some guys who can cut to the bucket and make layups, therefore spacing the floor. It could be deadly on that corner, like you said. So... I know he wasn't the man for us last year, but if we could have got a couple guys in, I just I hate losing a piece that we know can actually shoot because West Virginia has a problem scoring the ball. So to having having somebody who can actually put the ball in the hole if they're open, we just go lower. Number three, it was blank seeing Oscar Sheboy winning Player of the Year. It was vindicating seeing Oscar Sheboy win Player of the Year. Um, we knew how good he was. 
that's a, a credit to to Coach Huggins and uh, Coach Martin and everybody who recruited him. They could see how good he was going to be, and uh, no, it's it's vindicate. We knew what he was, how good he he could be, and uh, this is just vindication that uh, we can we can still identify good players. I like that. Um, and I don't think Mountaineer Nation is going to be happy with us, RC, <laughs> because I thought it was great. You said vindicating. I said great. They're probably on the other side of this, but it was great to see us. Oscar Sheboy is such a good dude. I know he said some things about Huggins. Brandon said a few weeks ago, I think he was ill-informed, not in a, ill-intentioned. And that makes sense to me. But any kid who comes to West Virginia, like, I understand. We need to retire that once a Mountaineer always a mountaineer crap because that is what it is now now with the transfer portal um that that's not what it is anymore but i can't help and i've said this before i can't help when i look at sheep i just feel like one of us and i know he's not but i'm proud of the kid he works hard he hustles his butt off that inch of fat on him and the reason why i say that that means for me that tells me that he works hard i was happy for the kid so uh people aren't gonna be happy with me or rc but hey tops off to him you know, sorry about the peacocks, but hats off to them. Number four, old reliable can always count on West Virginia football to blank to give me a glass of Kool-Aid that I will guzzle down every single spring. I, I laugh so hard because it's so true. They make it so good. They put that extra sweet, uh, the, the, the extra sugar in it. I should have went with that. That was so good, but. But the truth is, for me, um, I can always count on West Virginia football to look dope on the field. I don't care what game we're playing. I don't care if we're good. I don't care if we're bad. I don't care if we have terrible coaches. I don't care if we have great coaches. I don't care if we have a bum quarterback. I don't care if we have a bum defense. The flying WV on the side of the helmet, the gold and the blue, man, like real talk. And I and I want to say unbiasedly, I know I'm biased. But I feel like unbiasedly, if you look at them, like West Virginia just looks smooth in their outfits. I don't care if we're going with the um, the stormtroopers. I don't care if we're going with the, you know all the all gold or the what they call it the mountain uh, mountain lions. No, no, what, what they call it? Uh, shoot, I'm asking you, Chris. What do they call it? The uh, mountain tigers? Is that what they call it? I uh, anyway, you got me on that one. <laughs> okay, okay. Either way. Our uniforms are dope. Our helmets are dope. Um, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders always said, half of the game is feeling good in what you wear. And that's important because you play better. If you look better in, you know, that flying WV is second to none. I love it. Number five. If Will Smith would have slapped me like that, I would have blank. Lawyered up. Chris Rock, could he could have ruined his night. Could have filed a police report, man. We live in a very uh, litigious society. He could have sued Will Smith, and he could have asked all those celebrities there to be eyewitnesses. Could have asked them all to appear in court, which they don't want to do. So in turn, they're all gonna, you know, put pressure on Will Smith to settle quickly. So I lawyer up. Amen. Look, everybody these days wants to be dogs. They want to be a G. They want to be a rough rider. They want to be a hard neck, a rough neck. Not me, G. He'd have hit me. I'd have laid on that floor like I was knocked out. He'd be like, you okay? No, no, get an ambulance. I'm not leaving that stage without a stretcher. And when I show up at court, I'm going to have six neck, neck braces on. <laughs> like, like, you have lost your mind. I understand it was a punk move. 
It'd be a punk move to sue. But look, you hit me on national TV. I didn't strike back. So I'm going to have to strike back in one way or another. That's just me. I've got five on it. The return of RC. It was so great. It was so good. But you know what? We didn't give you all our feelings. All our feelings are coming next segment. We're going to get in detail, nitty gritty with RC in the building when we go in next segment. I can't wait because I'm going to be honest with you guys. Me and him don't see eye to eye. We'll see how it goes. Wrap me, boys. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. And I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to go hard. I got five on it was last segment. I messed up, but I'm going to just keep going like I didn't because we going in. This is the time, man. We're going in final four. Um, a lot of stuff happening in spring ball. Um, just all kinds of stuff going on that me and RC are going to talk about. We're going to get into it. Listen up because we're starting with the final four. Where else could we start? Now we have Villanova versus Kansas. That's a big game. We'll talk about that in a second. We're going to put it off like the rest of the country, the rest of the world does. And we're going to talk about the thing that I don't care about. I mean, I do. I care about it. I just don't want to care about it. North Carolina Duke. They're meeting again. They're meeting again. And when I say again, I mean for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament. Coach K. You know what you know about Coach K? Five national championships. 13 Final Fours, three-time Coach of the Year, three gold medals. And North Carolina ruined his last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium at home. And now they see each other again in the Final Four. And a lot of people are calling this the greatest Final Four head-to-head matchup of all time. And I want to dispute it, but I don't know if I can. Chris, what do you think about this matchup? Being a sports fan, sp- sports fan that you are. I know you're a Mountaineer fan, but you're a sports fan. Bro, how do you feel? I mean, I am I'm excited about this game. Uh, how, how, how can you not be excited about UNC Duke? Even if, uh, you know, I could care less for either team. But, man, what, you know, it, it's a good matchup. Uh, North Carolina's got house money going into this game. They shouldn't even be here. They're coming in, all, you know, as as an eight seed. Um, appreciate them beating Gonzaga. Help me out. I had Gonzaga losing to them too, so my bracket's still doing good. But but I was thinking about this. North Carolina. Hey, hey real, real quick, who do you have winning it all? Oh, Kansas. Big twelve. Big twelve loyal. Well, let's let's go oh, Kansas. Man. Rock chalk. Rock chalk this year. Do you know, do you know who I pick? Uh, Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Continue <laughs> on. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Uh, listen. Hey, listen on. though. If you're a North Carolina fan, you ruined, like you said, you ruined Coach K's final home game. Those Duke players in that game will forever have to know that they had their coach call them out in front of all their home fans after that game when he said that their performance was unacceptable. So for Duke, those players, they have to win this game. And if you're North Carolina. Oh my goodness, can you imagine if North Carolina, not only did they end Coach K's career at Cameron, beating him in that final game, if they end his career, period, in the final four, your rival, you, you, that is the, wow. I, 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 like, I can't think of that. Like, the, the only thing I, I my mind, oh. my mind is exploding right now, Chris. Real Duke talk. Duke has to win this game. Duke I has to win I this game. I won't bring this subject up because there's a game that we will never talk oh, about. Oh, no, no. We, 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 we're on the same football. page. Listen, we were on the same page. We're thinking the same but page. But if North Carolina beats UNC, 
They beat him at Cameron for Coach K's last game in Cameron Indoor uh, Facilities down there uh, at Duke home game. And if they end their Final Four, this for me will be as big as a game that we won't ma- uh, mention ever. No, you're, you're you can never right. take it back. You can never take this, that back. This, you cannot get this back. This is this is it. As as amazing oh. as Coach K's career is, and as amazing as, as we love, you know that that beloved Mountaineer team with five and ten, the ending. This this ending for Duke, if North Carolina pulls wow. this off, that will be a stain yes. on that rivalry that cannot be undone for Duke. No, can't, it can't. That's why Duke has no, to win no, this it, game. They they have to. They oh my goodness, they really have to. Um, and more importantly, they will. I don't want them to. I I, I hate it. We, we we we've seen this movie before. Like, we, like Brandon, Duke is, immediately Duke when this happened, this. Duke's gonna win <laughs> this. Immediately when this happened, Brandon texted me. He was like. I don't know why you're so mad, Jeremy. We all know how this ends. We all know how this ends. Yeah, like, like, no, no. Duke, Duke is going to win this game. It's unfortunate. Like, like, I, I put all my eggs in Texas Tech basket, and I thought for sure. Well, I thought for sure Michigan State could beat him. I thought Texas Tech could beat him. When that didn't happen, I had, I, by the way, I, I had Texas Tech in my final four. Uh, I, I did too. Duke I, 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 I did four. too. But, but when it didn't happen, you know, like, like, we, we just know, like, you like, already know. You Duke already is, Duke's going to win this game. They're going to knock off Kansas or Nova at the end because. They're due, that's and, and that's just how it works. And by the way, and let me just say this. If Jay Wright somehow beats Kansas, which I don't expect them to, but if Villanova beats Kansas and somehow Villanova can upset Duke in the national championship, how much appreciation, I'll just put it like that, how much appreciation will you have for the Wildcats from Villanova? So much. Seriously. So much. Yeah, we would. They're the hero we need, not the one we deserve. <laughs> yeah amen by the way, by the, i love it did, did you hear this about uh uh this came out today <laughs> eric church uh, i guess he's a, a singer huge north carolina fan he has a concert in san antonio the night of the final four he has canceled a sold out show so he can go to north carolina duke and be there live for that game and who he's a fan of what North team? Carolina? I cannot. Well, two things. One, I can't imagine the amount of money he just punted on a sold out show. Well, for that. well, well. I get, I get that. But Eric Church gets my nerves because he taught had the nerve to put Blake Shelton's name in his mouth years back. So I was hoping he was a Duke fan so he could lose and feel bad and lose money and lose the game. But whatever. He's I guess one hundred percent North Carolina. Big North Carolina fan. But okay, I do feel though that Eric Church has done one good thing now. He has set a precedence. So, you know, next year, if like, you know, Amen. his wife is pregnant or something like this, like he, you know, he, he can't say, well, I got to do it for the fans to play the show. He can't say that. And also, too, the next time we're in the final four, uh, cousin Brad, Brad Paisley better be, be courtside for that game. If West Virginia is in the final four, Brad Paisley has to show up courtside for the game now. Amen. Amen. Hey, all right. So let's be for real. Everybody's talking about this is the biggest game of all time in the final four. North Carolina Duke, what a huge rivalry. Is this the best rivalry in sports? I don't think so. I, I think because they play each other at least two times a year, sometimes even three times a year, and they meet up in the ACC tournament, a football rivalry is so much more. You get one chance okay. a year. So for me, I'm still I, – I, I would probably go Michigan-Ohio State football. Gotcha. Then probably you know Iron Bowl, Alabama-Auburn, and then I would – Go basketball here for Duke UNC. It's close. It's, close. it's really close for me, and, and and I appreciate it. I think that pro sports is different than college sports because pro sports, 
you could be someone like Johnny Damon who plays for the Red Sox for years and years, and that's who you are. Then all of a sudden you're in the Yankees team. But even saying that, I got to put Yankees Red Sox in there because of the three O hole that Boston came out of, because of the history, because of the curse. That has to be close to the top well, okay, three. As and well. I think we only feel that way because of like just how they did it, how Boston came back. I think that kind of goes back to UNC Duke. If North Carolina beats Duke on Saturday night, I think that rivalry almost it even goes higher because again, Duke will never be able to oh, top absolutely. that. Never be able to top absolutely. that. Absolutely. But also like hi- historical relevancy. North Carolina has six national championships. Duke has five national championships. They've made appearances in the NCAA tournament. I think like one team had 50 and some other team had 44. Like it's it's a close thing. They've never matched up. Wait, wait, Coach wait, wait, K wait, is wait, retiring. We, we are in agreement. We are both rooting for North Carolina, though, especially because Roy Williams came to Morgantown this year, donned the blue and gold, and we actually won a home game with him in the building. So, of course, I feel we got to go for North Carolina in this game, right? Uh, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, like I don't know who's rooting for Coach K other than Duke fans because people want to say this and that. The reason why, look, look, I'm gonna be honest, let me get this out here. The reason why I have a problem with Coach K is because when the one and duns came around with Coach Calipari, he was so outspoken about one and duns will never do that. And then when he saw it was winning, he started doing it too. But when he started picking up the Zions and the Kyrie Irvins, the one and duns. Oh, there was nowhere near as much fanfare, as much media, uh, media like uh, uh, press and watching um, as when he denounced it when it was Kentucky. I feel like he's a little bit of a hypocrite. And uh, ever since then, that's when I've just been kind of turned off. Like, man, like you watched, you hated, then you copied. So stop it, Coach Gay. Stop. It. I'm going to throw out this rivalry for you real quick. And I didn't think about this. Somebody else brought this up when I was at work. Army Navy's huge too. No, I mean, I, no. I mean, like we we we. It's huge to us, maybe uh, in football because it's the only game on after all the the championship games and everything like that. You and we're no. no star for football. You say no. I look at ticket prices. People can say whatever they want. The Army Navy game is more expensive than the Michigan Ohio State game, maybe because of a small uh, stadium, maybe because there's more veterans than there are fans for these certain teams. Chris, if you ever try to go there, I looked. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the Army Navy game. Looked up all stuff up, and I'm like, <laughs> zero. No, I'm not zero. No, I'm zero not. interest no. in ever going to that no. game. <laughs> yes, yes, and there's zero interest that. Well, I mean, I don't know. You balling over there? You, you balling over there like Kevin Gates? All my diamonds shining because they really diamonds. You know, it's really real. But anyway, that's what we have on the final four. So here, here's the thing. Last question before we move on from the final four. Who do you have cutting down the nets? No, like, like I said, Kansas. Kansas, even even if, if Duke wins, I'm still, I still have to believe in Kansas. I mean, like, well, my heart says Kansas, but the head still says Duke's going to find a way to win the, this thing and in the movie the way Coach K wants it. But I, I want Kansas to cut the nets. Okay. Well, let's turn to WVU basketball, something we haven't talked about in a few weeks because uh, there's nothing to talk about. Sean McNeil leaving, hitting the transfer portal button, um, yet another one, leaving out. How's that affect you, man? How's that affect West Virginia? 
Um, I, it do, doesn't affect me at all. Um, he came, he played, he graduated. Um, I know with COVID, it's 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 hard to keep track of who gets an extra year or two and everything like this. But no, he he came in, he he fit his role, he played well. Um, I, I wish he would have had a, you know a better year last year, but I, no, like like. I, I so, so so what do you what do you think about these guys like Sean McNeil? I won't say Sean McNeil. I, I haven't seen his offers yet, but I, I saw Isaiah Cottrell, um, Jalen Bridges. These kids have got offers from Michigan State, from Cincinnati, from a lot of other big to Baylor, big time programs. What's it make? Excuse me. What makes you? What does it make you think when you see these these kind of kids from West Virginia who? We didn't steam extremely highly getting these big time offers from these big time schools. It, no, it's it's the exact same thing we saw in them when we recruited them. It's potential. We saw Isaiah Cottrell with six ten can shoot, so much potential. Jalen Bridges, you know, so much potential. But I feel for for us, even as West Virginia fans, like like we've rode potential for for you know with how many guys like Emmett Matthews freshman year lit up tix, Texas Tech in the Big Twelve tournament. Never could do it consistently. Issa Ahmad put up what twenty seven or something versus number one Baylor at home as, as a freshman. Never consistent. So when, when these guys are, are getting offers, no, I, I again, it's it's validation uh, for us that Huggins is still recruiting the right guys. He still knows how to identify talent because it's proof that even when these guys hit the portal, they're still getting you know Division one, you know, like Power five offers. But I, I don't. I, and, and, and again, with Sean McNeil, Sean McNeil, he's going to be a hired gun for next for a team looking to make a title run next year. That's not us. Next year is a rebuild year, kind of reset a little bit. We're not like a, a Sean McNeil coming off the bench player away from competing for a Final Four. So I, I have no problem with Sean moving on, finding a new team. No yeah, problem with I, you know, I, I agree too. The the thing that I use I, when I was on WTAP today is like these kids are talented, but for us, they didn't produce. You know why? Because it's using the wrong tool for the wrong job. It's like picking up a sledgehammer and trying to nail on a nail. Can you nail in a nail with a sledgehammer? Yes. Is it the right tool? No, your arm's going to hurt. If you push too hard, it's going to go through the wall. It's not the right tool. And the same thing with these kids. Isaiah Cottrell is not a power forward or center. He's 6'10", but he's a small forward. He plays like a small forward. Jalen Bridges is not a power forward. He's not there to rebound. Jalen Bridges is more, like I said, a small forward, a shooting guard. It's almost like uh, uh, a gay Bosa boy. And even he's not, a, he's not a five. He's not a center. But he had to play that wrong position. Sean McNeil. Yes, he's a scorer, but he's not your second scorer. He's not your third scorer. What if you get a guy in the post who could kill the post and a guard who can break down the defense and, 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 and uh, go around their man and open up the floor for a third or fourth school shooter like Sean McNeil? You know what will happen? They'll kill. You have to put them in the right positions. And here this year, because of transfers, because people are not panning out, these guys have to play out of position. I think the view from, from these schools and from these players are, I think Isaiah Cottrell said it too, that's not my. I think Jalen Bridges maybe said that. Um, it's not my position. So when they go to that new school, they'll be able to thrive when they're playing their real position, the position they're supposed to be in. Do, do you, so do, you see, do you see Isaiah or Jalen starting at a Power Five school next year? Starting, 
Possibly. I don't know about next year. Now Isaiah, uh, Jalen, I can see starting at a, at a power five school. Um, if you use, if I mean, just think, I almost called you Brandon. Think about if you use Jalen Bridges as a fourth score, if there's no pressure on him at all, there's a guard who could break down. The no, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on a second. I mean, like, like we, we kind of did like, like have that as a fourth score. I mean, like, like we were, we were hoping he was going to be our, our second score, our third score. He had Taz Sherman in front of him getting shots. He had Sean McNeil no, no, getting no. shots. Like, no, 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 he didn't. He had, he had Taz Sherman is the only one who could create Sean McNeil. Couldn't get open to save his life because the defense uh, centered around him saying, don't leave him. Cause he's the only guy on West Virginia's offense who could score outside Taz. There's no inside presence. Jalen Bridges had to be de facto second option. I'm talking about when there's no pressure, when there's when there's all kinds of players on the court and all you have to do is do what you do best. You don't have to worry about hey, you go to crash rebound, get the boards because uh, Kerrigan and 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 Paula Cap can't get them. You know what I mean? Do you disagree? Yeah, because I mean, no, because I feel like, like like even even, you know, you know uh, last year, or you know, two seasons ago, I mean, he's on a team that you got Deuce, Taz, Sean, Emmett, Culver. You know, like he's still uh, he. I agree. He's still, he, I agree. He, he he was, yeah, he. If you can't get shots and contribute, then you're not. You're you're going to struggle to do so. No, I, 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 and I, I think that showed itself this year. He he was I, he was I, he was not that good from behind the three point line. He was, and and yeah, to your point, you're probably right. He probably played out of position. He's not a four. He's not a, you know, not 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 a five. If you do a small ball lineup, um, I, I just I I think we've already seen the ceiling for Jalen Bridges. I, I hear what you're saying. I and by the way, I kind of agree with you. I will say the the, the argument about the, the last year. Granted, he was young, but I just uh, honestly, if you're between me and you, like if, if we're being real, I I just don't I don't. You got it. Or you don't. I understand he was playing out of position, but you got it or you don't. Gabe Osabonia was playing out of, out of position too, and he still balled. He still contributed. He was still. Can, felt you, can you imagine if we had this year's Gabe on last year's team? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. I think that, that, that like that's all we need. We just needed that that good you know good defender who could come in and you know play the five position. Derek Culver was not a great defender. Um, was not a rim protector. And and you know last year Gabe or two seasons ago you know Gabe was always in foul trouble but man like like if we had like just this year's Gabe on last year's team we'll add that yeah well we, we, we revisionist history but but again like yeah yeah that's the truth but here's the thing Chris uh, excuse me RC <laughs> RC does Huggins get this turned around next year oh yeah yes zero doubt in my mind. Zero doubt in my mind. Zero, L- 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 zero, zero doubt. doubt. Listen, listen to, to an interview you did with Coach Martin again. Zero doubt. L- L- listen, you look back at what Huggins has done. And by the way, by the way, the Coach Martin interview did like pump my spirit a little bit and give me some hope. That was a great interview. He kept it real. I, I think Brandon did a spectacular job. I thought Coach Martin did a great job answering the questions, and it gave me a lot of life because, trust me, I was uh, I was about to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll be right back. Yeah. No, listen, Coach Huggins, Bob Huggins is a great coach. He does not like like stick to the same thing year after year after year if it's not going to work. Like I I think of Syracuse, Jim Beheim, Syracuse. They run the two three zone. That's it. Whether they got the players for it or not, that's what they're running, and it's it's either good or it's it's a disaster. Just the past couple years, we had. um, You remember back whenever we had like uh, uh, a Staten, Harris, Terry Henderson. That was a shoot first team on off offense an offensive first team we were going to outscore you 
the next year, you know, like like we have the drop off and then we go to press Virginia. Now it's defense, defense, defense. How can a coach, you know, like credit to Huggins from going from, you know, I got shooters, we're going to shoot the ball. I got defenders. Now we're going to go right back to defense. The you know, just two seasons ago, again, we were a number three seed with spacing and wing shooters, and all we were missing was the rim protector, which would have been Oscar if he hadn't left in in the past season. So, so do, so do you think that if if Huggins doesn't get it done next year, if we have the same type of season as we did this year, is he on the hot seat? You have lost your mind. Anybody who says that has, has <laughs> lost their mind. <laughs> who like like he's a Hall of Fame coach who can who all he, I mean like like we're we are we have had high um, raised expectations with Huggins because he came in took you know some John Beeline players. A, a few of them, and then coupled him with his recruits and went to the Final Four just early on in, in his career at WVU. Now, and has I, he been back? Has he been back? We've had good teams. Well, no, okay, no, no, hold on a second, hold on a second. Everybody who, who no, 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 I'm just asking a simple question. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't he has not, We have not mom, been mom, back mom, to the mom. Final Four since 2010. Oh, okay, okay. Thank We've you. gotten thank to you. the Sweet okay, 16 a bunch. Okay, well, no, hold on a second. See, here, here's where, where I, I get irritated. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Yo, hold up, hold up. You said 2010. When... A decade. That's twelve years ago. Got you. All right. Go ahead. Continue on. I'm just doing the math in my head. Go ahead. What? How many teams would love to go to the Final Four? How many teams would lo- love to go to the Final Four? Like, like it, it's Final Four. It's a select group that makes it to the Final Four. No. He, okay. Here, here's everything too that I get irritated. Coach Calipari, Kentucky, one of Huggins' good buddies. Is Coach Cal a good coach or is he a good recruiter? Oh, definitely good. Recruiter. No. So, so here, here, here's my point. Devin Booker. Carl Anthony Towns. Part, wait, wait, wait. Derek, wait, wait. part of being a coach. No, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead, go ahead. Evan Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Derek Rose, Marcus Camby, Anthony Davis, uh, Demarcus Cousins, John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, Tyler Hero, Julius Randle, uh, Malik Monk. I, I can keep going. Coach Cal, he's only won one national title with all those guys. It's tough to get to the final four, let alone win a championship. Bob Huggins has done it. And we're we're always like we're, we're he has us uh, contending. He has us contending for it. Uh Bob Huggins has done what? Uh final fours with multiple teams. Okay, there you go. I I didn't know what you're talking about. There's a national championship, but go ahead, continue. The point I'm making is is you like 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 we so you don't so 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 you don't think and by the way, I love Huggins. I believe in Huggins. I'm just asking this question for everybody else. You don't think the game is passing by no no not the game. Because I look, I argue the fact that I don't think the X's and O's has not passed Bob Huggins by. My question is, has the recruiting no because everybody wants no, to say no, no, no. everybody wants player everybody of the year. Say, the national player of the year is a West Virginia. Everybody recruit. wants to say no, no. national everybody player. wants to everybody wants to say these kids are so nope. soft. So soft. Nope. But that's the that's the world we live in. So nope. yes, you got the Devon national Carter player of the year was not soft. But he Deuce I'm McBride saying, was not is, soft. Oscar was not soft. Um, my question is, can he can he recruit and keep these players? Can he keep these players? Because the last couple of years, I've looked at these guys, and it just feels like it's shuffling. The last four, literally, the last four years, break, uh, Chris, think about it. Beatles left. Uh, Emmett Matthews left. Uh, Wesley's left. Uh, Bigfoot, I can't remember. Harris has left. Um, there's been so many, there's so many people moving in and out. It's like, it makes you question, does Huggins actually. Despite players moving in and out, again, we were a top 10 team last year. A legitimate Final Four contender, just like like a a calendar year ago. 
It's not like like we have fallen and like we haven't been back. It's not like we're that that university that's up the road a little bit from Morgantown, which can't even sniff an above five hundred record in the Pitt Panthers anymore since uh, Jamie Dixon left for TCU. So word, word. Yeah. so it's not like like I have full confidence he's going to turn it around. And because his track record's proven it, he's given you decades of showing that he can turn it around. Like, like I, I don't even know. It. Hey man, as as Huggins ever hey had back-to-back back losing I, years, I don't, I don't think so. I, I no, WVU. I don't think so. And by, and by the way, I'm just playing devil's advocate. That, my, that that's the thing. I'm not telling you I feel this way. I'm just playing devil's advocate, looking on the other side of the thing because I don't know a lot of people get down on Bob Huggins. I'll be honest. I don't know with why you. the Eric Mark. The Eric Martin interview gave me a lot of energy and a lot of life to say, hey, things can get better. One of the biggest things that I saw is when I was watching the Iowa State Miami game, they were talking about how Miami brought back uh, uh, was, I think, the Sweet 16, even though last year they won 10 games. Or no, Iowa State. Iowa, two and 22 think, or whatever. Think, no, Iowa State, two and 22, yeah. and they were, you know, almost, almost Iowa the Iowa State eight. won t- two games last year. Basketball is not football. You don't need 30 good players like you do in football. Basketball is different. Things can change in a moment, in an instant. And that's what I'm holding on to. The 900-win coach, I'm holding on to. So I agree with you. Things can change quickly. But I will say it will be a very hairy, scary uh, uh, environment. If somehow this happens next I, year. But I appreciate the fact that that will not phase our coach and that will not phase our uh, athletic director, Parkersburg Zone, uh, Sugar Shane Lyons. So I. <laughs> Sugar Shane, shout out. All right. So so I got a couple more questions left. The la- One of the last ones is um, your favorite West Virginia basketball player of all time. I saw this come on on a tweet. I also hate Pitt. Brandon Phoenix answered. He said, I don't really have one. RC, you got a favorite Mountaineer basketball player of all time? You know, the, like, like when I thought about it, um, for what I've seen, it, it was a tough one. I didn't really have have one player that that, that stood out. Um, I, I did have two that, that kept coming to mind that I personally enjoyed. Um, uh, Mike Ganzi, I, I enjoyed him immensely. Like, like clutch, yep. like, like the our NCAA tournament runs with him. Um, just I, I I enjoyed his game like like he he was who did who who did he pick the pocket of it wasn't much, oh, uh, much uh, it was it was a UCLA uh, game it was uh in yeah. at UCLA I can't remember what, what the the the, yeah. the defender was yeah picked oh, his shoot. pocket into that game yeah and and he by the way he played for the Lakers I can't remember the dude's name but the oh, uh, Jordan Farmar Jordan Farmar Farmar yeah. yes and by the way the first time I've ever stormed a, <laughs> a WVU basketball game. A basketball game, period. The only time I've ever stormed a basketball game was with that would be with me. RC. Uh, whenever, RC. whenever uh, <laughs> we let, 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 let's flash back because that leads me to my my player who I probably would have my as my favorite, Deshaun Butler. A uh, young Deshaun gotcha. Butler beating UCLA in Morgantown, and me and you stormed the court after that game was absolutely amazing. And and I, I will always remember that game too because it was funny. Darren Collison wasn't playing for UCLA, and that that ended up keeping us out of the NCAA tournament that year because they felt that that win was like uh, tainted, like we didn't really beat the true number four team or three, whatever they were at the time. I remember me and you in the stands watching the game, and UCLA had this this freshman coming off the bench and was just lighting us up, and we were like, who is this kid? Who is this Russell Westbrook <laughs> that we – yeah, no, 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 no. It was, it was, it was irritating. I'm like, what? Really? This kid? How can we not stop this guy? Yeah, but so, but yeah, I go back with Butler though from that game. 
I, I think for me, again, like storming the court, that was a wonderful, just an awesome experience, awesome moment. And then the fact that Deshaun Butler was so clutch and had so many game-winning shots in his career, beating Marquette at home the final four year, um, beating Cincinnati in the Big 12 tournament, beating Notre Dame in the Big 12 tournament, beating Georgetown for the 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 big uh, Big East championship. I'm sorry, I was, I was saying Big 12. Big East championship in Madison Square Garden. Country roads in Madison Square Garden, all thanks to Deshaun Butler. So I think for that, that that's probably why I, I go uh, Deshaun Butler there. If you are a young dude, you got to pick Deshaun. That's all yeah. surprised at Braden because Deshaun, like the joy he gave us, the winning, I mean, think about how special that is. To win the Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden, the most hollow ground in basketball. The Mecca. Is in the, is in the garden. In the words of Sebastian Telefair, in the garden. And we did it. And we cut down the nets. And we raised a trophy. Like, that, that, that's, that's the pinnacle. And it has to be Deshaun. But before we wrap up, this has been a good time, man. I love RC coming on because he has so much sports knowledge. Um, he has so many good opinions, um, some also bad opinions. But that's your opinion. Here's for my last, 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 last question, real quick. We're going to talk about um, Chiefs football, and the reason why we're talking about the Chiefs is not because anybody cares about the Chiefs, but Tyree Kill just goes from the Chiefs to Miami, one of the biggest receiver trades ever because I've never seen a team get back so much for a receiver. But it hit me. They call him the cheetah. Dude is a lightning, lightning do lightning bolt on the field. Did the Chiefs make Tyreek Hill? Or did Tyreek Hill make Patrick Mahomes uh Patrick Mahomes uh Andy Reid in the Chiefs? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna Start off this by saying I know uh, the love that you have uh, for your beloved Chiefs, and I am probably a little biased because I am a Raider fan. Always been a Raider fan That's since right. back in the days when WVU Zone Jeff Hostetler was aye. leading the team. But aye, aye. two two pounds to the chest, <laughs> I figure out RIP. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but here's the thing with Tyreek Hill. Let, let's just let's just look at last year. Let's just look at last year. Tyreek Hill, out of twenty games that he played, twenty. He only had four of them, which he had over 100 yards receiving for the game. He also, last year, that is the same number of games, four, that he had 22 yards receiving or less. So if you're asking me, Mahomes and Reed made Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill did not make the Chiefs go. Tyreek Hill did not make that offense go. He's going to go down to Miami. I'm, he's, he's set up in a hypothetically a good spot with you know Jalen Waddle, you know, Waddle and Jacecki and, and Tua down there. but. If you got Patrick Mahomes thrown to you, it's it, it, it is that that's a good thing. And if you got Andy Reid scheming for you, that's a good thing. So I think Tyreek Hill. I, I think the Chiefs did. If he wanted to go, I think the Chiefs did fine for this. Me and me and Brandon argued about this. I think I, I think the Chiefs come out the, on on the better of this deal. Even though like you hate to lose a good player like him, but no, like uh, Mahomes and Reid made Tyreek Hill, not the other way around. I'll tell you, like uh, Sean Carter said, he said, they say my friends made, made hove, made hove say, okay, so make another hove, which means if you made me, then you can make another one. Now, I'm not saying they can get somebody like Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill, they showed his um, Olympic qualifying time. I can't remember what they ran against Usain Bolt. World Championships, 
he'd have finished fourth. Now, granted, he wouldn't beat Usain Bolt or the top three. But the fact that as a freshman, in, I mean, as as a high school uh, senior in high school, he even qualified like I think number five, four or five in the world championship races shows you his speed and explosiveness. But I will say there's a lot of people that we look at and we're like, oh, they're so amazing. And then they go somewhere else. and You're like, oh, well, maybe it was a system. You want me to give you an example? I'm not saying Wes Welker is Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill is a freak. But Wes Welker, when he was with the Patriots, was amazing. At slot, do you remember him? He was that dude. And then they let him go. And people are like, oh, I can't believe it. And you know what happened? A guy named Julian Edelman. How much of a drop-off was there? How much of a difference was there? Now people are talking about in the same light as they did Wes Welker. So I'm not saying Tyree Kill's not a beast. I think he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. But with that offense, with Patrick Mahomes, with Andy Reid, like I watched the first drive against the Bengals where they shut down everything. And the reason why they scored a touchdown on their opening drive, the Chiefs did, is because Patrick Mahomes made time with his, uh, with his legs and then threw a dime. Trent did for a dime to somebody. So it's a loss. It's a big loss. I think it'll be all right. Chiefs will be all right. And Hill is talented. We'll see. But no, man, Chiefs, Chiefs are going to be fine. But I, I, I definitely think it's a lot easier. We got Patrick Mahomes scrambling you, and finding you wide open. You ever, you ever seen a better uh, conference than the AFC West and the uh, AFC North? Those two conferences are loaded. Uh, AFC West. Uh, and what, 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 no, 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 the, 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 the two toughest, uh, the AFC, two toughest, uh, divisions I've ever seen in my life, uh, AFC West this year. And what would it have been? The, the SEC West a couple years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying the AFC West this year with the chiefs with all, I mean, you know, they lose some people, but you got the chargers who got, uh, the defense, Khalil, um, uh, Khalil Mack went there. They got the cornerback, uh, JC Jackson, I believe, from uh, the Patriots with, to go with him. Or did you go with the Bosa? Like the, the charge are gonna be low. Raid- hey, my, my Raiders, Chandler Jones on the other end of Max Crosby yep. now, Devontae Adams. Love it. Yep, yep. Devontae, Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Then, then you get the Broncos. The Broncos got Sierra's husband. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Russell Wilson. You know what I mean. NC like State, NC State's Russell Wilson. Uh, I still remember him uh, yeah. beating us in that bowl game. I don't want to talk about it. Um, AFC North. Then you get the AFC North, and you get the Bengals with all kinds of weapons and new offense alignments. Uh, what's his name uh, from? Oh, 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 shoot, Collins. Lyle Collins from uh, the Cowboys to go with Cincinnati to help them give an uh, offensive line to actually protect Joe Burrow. Then you get um, the Browns with Deshaun Watson. Um, Mari Cooper. Get Mari Cooper the, with Cleveland, too. There you go. Then, like, we, we all know. We all know it, again, like just the same thing we know Duke's going to win, win the NCAA championship. We've seen this movie. Browns are going to fall on their face. By the way, I, that's what I told somebody. I had a guy at work who loves the Browns. I was like, how mad are you going to be when, with three games left, Pittsburgh's still in? <laughs> when, when, still when Mitch in. Trubisky is, is beating Deshaun Watson <laughs> in Cleveland to knock y'all out the playoffs. Look, yeah. I've seen this story before. It's the same story. It's the way it goes. Pittsburgh's always going to be in it. But 
Yo, that's it. Hey, Chris, uh, RC, sorry. RC, you got, he's, he's going to get mad at me. RC, you got anything else to add? No, nah, man, it's just good, good being on. Uh, again, definitely can't fill in for Brandon. He is uh, he's, he's the man. But, uh, again, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And, uh, yeah, have, appreciate you all having me on today. Yeah, we love having you here. It is what it is, man. The RVK, we back in the building. We'll catch you next week. Get at us. Podcast Network.